This week on the OneCast, we're joined by Toyota Series Angler, Nick Kincaid. We're going to talk about Carolina Waters, who he's part owner in, and how to be a successful co-angler. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day. What is going on? the one cast fans welcome back for another week this week we're joined in studio i know ben looks a little weird here sitting to my left but uh no this week we're joined by nick can joined by nick kincaid ben. uh fishes toyota series ben is joining us remotely uh he was waiting on a delivery of some stuff and it ran late so uh he couldn't be here with us but he's calling in from the house uh so we're uh we're gonna talk to nick about carolina waters you all heard us talk about uh we're gonna talk about being a successful co-angler he's got a few years fishing uh, the toyota series uh as always make sure you head to onecastfishing.com use the code the one cast all one word at checkout to save some money uh also head over there and check out our merch uh which is live if you click on the one cast tab uh there's also a link in the description below that'll take you straight to our our page on the website there uh we have shirts and hats available maybe they could be gone by the time this episode comes out uh, I don't know for sure, but it is a limited limited deal. So make sure you get over there and check them out. Um, I'm going to go on a little rant here before we get going. I just want to, I got to get something off my chest, but I'm going to give Trey, you got anything you want to talk about? <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, no, man, like uh, appreciate you joining us, Nick. And uh, Ben, too bad he can't be here, but hey, at least you got 375 feet of bubble wrap sitting in your garage. So that's all good. <laughs> Um, no, Hey, you know, we always talk about it every episode, but you know, head on over to, uh, some of our 501 C3 partners, heroesharvest.org, FX3, uh, Inc, um, special operations, bass anglers for his glory outdoors. All these organizations are providing great opportunities for veterans, uh, to, to get some of that outdoor uh, therapy that's much needed. I can promise you that right now. So head on over there, support those guys. And then, uh, if you're still, um, if the fundraiser is still going on, head over to the fundraiser that, uh, we talked about with Maddie Wong to help that family out of Lahaina out. Uh, they lost everything in a fire. Um, those donations are, will be greatly appreciated. They go directly to the family and, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to talk fishing, but I am definitely ready to hear what's about to come out of your mouth. Well, first, I'm glad you reminded me of that. The uh, the link is below for the GoFundMe. Uh, if you're able to make a donation of that, please do. But also, our partners over at Carolina Waters for the month of October uh, have uh, graciously decided that any uh, anybody that makes an order using our code, the OneCast, through the month of October, they're going to donate 20% of that sale uh, to that GoFundMe. Uh, so as you know, we're doing a good giveaway if you donate or now if you do make an order through Carolina Waters, screenshot that. Uh, send it over to our socials or to the email which i have below uh, and let us know with a screenshot then i'll get you entered i know i've got a few already um so make sure you get on that we're going to do a hat a shirt uh, of our stuff and then uh fox wow swamp fox, swamp fox. you think i would know because i got a bunch of your stuff swamp fox customs is donating some baits uh some hard baits and soft plastics to uh throw in on that giveaway also so make sure you uh you go over and like their page and check them out. Make sure you get your Carolina Waters gear and use the code the one cast. We're going to talk about them uh, more, so there'll be plenty more to come on that. Uh, ben, do you have anything before I go on a rant? <laughs> well, I, I'm quite intrigued now about this <clears throat> rant, and unfortunately, because I had to wait on all that bubble wrap, uh, I don't know what you're <laughs> going to talk about. So, uh, Trey knows because he was there. Mr. Positivity uh, this, here. This uh, this will be it is. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, you know, uh, 
Wish I could be up there. I'm glad we're having Nick on finally. We've been talking about it for uh, quite a while, uh, but it finally worked out for everyone um, to join. And everyone's in studio but me, unfortunately. But uh, I will say, uh, I know Pete's already plugged uh, to go use their code and all, but I'm you know, wearing these shirts right now. They're super comfortable, uh, super comfortable. So I think Trey's got one on too. So uh, Yeah, Nick know, almost wore it. They're, yeah, yeah, you can swap them out out there. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Nick, uh, Carolina Waters, they support us and we like supporting them back there, too. And, um, I'll, yeah, we can get into it later. But but with that said, like, go on your rant. I want to hear this thing. So, prep, let me preface this real quick. Feelings may get hurt. Oh, feelings can get hurt. Feelings may get hurt. But this is this is all about conservation. And if this hurts your feelings, you deserve oh, okay. to have it hurt. I know where this is going now. Yeah. So Trey and I fish the lake. It, it's about an hour and 20 minutes from us this weekend. And there was a club that had a tournament there. Um, and it's fall, so fish are still spread out all over the place. Quite a few of the guys in the tournament were fishing offshore pretty deep. This lake sets up, especially now with no thermocline, there's a good chance they were catching fish in 50, 60 foot of water, uh, depending on how the bait was set up. I didn't check any of those areas because literally their club, they would have three boats sitting on every one of those ledge spots. So the plan was to beat the way and get out of there. Trey left probably 30 minutes before I did. I found another creek that I wanted to run and, and got a bunch of bites in it. So I fished that. Uh, and then I got back to the ramp to, to take out right as they were probably, I don't know, halfway through their way in. And there were fish floating belly up, struggling everywhere on that ramp. It was disgusting. Four, five, six pound bass swim bat bladders bloated some of them starting to come out of their their uh anus I, I don't know what the technical term on a bass is i'm guessing it's anus so that's what we're going with um so i went around and netted the ones that i thought had a shot put them in my live well and was fizzing them trying to get them back at the end of the day i was able to save one um that was it uh so probably 50 i was guessing 50 pounds of fish dead this isn't a big lake uh, i'm not going to say the name of the lake because it, it doesn't need any more pressure than it's getting now. And if people are going to keep killing fish, I don't want anybody to know, fit, know to fish it. If you are going to tournament fish and you are going to fish tournaments with a live weigh-in where there is water, where you're going to catch them deep and there's a chance for bear trauma. Now, bear trauma can happen anywhere, uh, but typically it's in those deeper, deeper depths. And you do not know how to properly fizz a fish, stop fishing tournaments because you're killing fish. Fin clips don't work. Fizzing them through the mouth does not work. Learn how to properly fizz fish. Buy a proper fizz kit. There's a ton of information out there. You can message me at any time and ask. Barb Elliott, who I tag in all of my stuff when it comes to fizzing fish, uh, she has the one who's basically created the education program for BASS all the way up to the elites. She goes to all the elite events in New York and fizzes those smallmouth, uh, and they have over a 96% survival rate, I believe. And some of those guys are catching fish in 40, 50 feet of water. You have to fizz those fish. They cannot ride around belly up all day in your live well. And you think they're going to, you know, they're going to die. And if you release them knowing they're going to die, it's wanton waste. Uh, if somebody, we have a lot of listeners in Virginia. If you were fishing that club, you're probably never going to get another permit on that lake because I have the state involved. Um, I, you don't need to come down here and destroy a resource. Yeah, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's irresponsible uh, because you didn't even try. And and there were some of you on the dock that were laughing at me netting fish 
and and oh, like they needed fizz. If they're bellied up, they need fizz. I I know what they need, and that's why I was doing it. You didn't do it, and you killed those fish, and you knew you killed those fish. Um, Dude, man, optics did you wise, my no, my GoPro died. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get it on GoPro. Um, it was one of you know like, and I didn't even think to take pictures, man. I was so mad. Yeah, um, I almost I was just trying to. Yeah, I know. I was so mad, and I was just trying to save fish, man. Because yeah, I got you. Like, like the number of four and five pound fish that were floating belly up was was terrible. The only the only good thing for optics was the only people that saw it were other fishermen. Like, thank goodness it wasn't a busy summer day where you got a bunch of people and their families, uh, because we have enough, man. Peta, everybody, they they want to stop tournament fishing, right? They they talk about how hard it is on the resource, and for the most part, we do a really good job, but. They did not do a good job, and I, I a little birdie told me that this same club did a similar thing at Gaston and killed a whole bunch of fish uh, in a tournament, uh, weighing in the exact same way. So, if you're listening, you don't know how to fizz, barbell eat on Facebook, look her up, go to my personal page, Pete Shander, look me up, find her under my friend, send her a message. She sells the kit super cheap. Uh, the kit comes with full illustrations. She, when you order it, she's going to message you and give you her phone number and tell you if you're on the water and you're struggling, FaceTime me and I will walk you through fizzing the fish. Um, just be responsible. If you're going to do it, be responsible because it's not good. You're, and that the lake that it happened on, this is the second time a club has done this this year. Uh, I know the first one was a, a North Carolina club and they won't get another permit because a bunch of the locals were there and saw it and turned them into the state. Uh, I think some of them guys got fined because they got boat registration numbers and everything. Um, so just be responsible. We have, we have a responsibility like Trace said, conservation. Uh, Nick, Nick can talk to it about how the Toyotas do it when we get into that. Yep. We have a responsibility if we make a decision to use the resource in this way uh, to go out and fish tournaments and then you kill five and six pounders. And what, makes me the most upset i had to stop myself there <laughs> you're the same people that are going to go in a facebook group and freak out when somebody keeps a bass to eat but you have no problem belly up in a fish and letting it go it away in you know Amen. that's all i got so, so no it's good and so the the narrative here is uh it's it's not just it it's it's a culmination of the above it's it's conservation it's a it's a lens that we're perceived through uh, with, you know, environmentalists and things like that. It's, you know, and, and what drives me nuts the most is it's 2023. Our, so our uh, cyber world is saturated with education. So if you're not willing to go on to ncwildlife.org, it literally has fish care and a link that you can click on that takes you to exactly how to fish a fish. I'm, I want to say it's Barbelly at stuff, but it regardless, it's associated with BASS. So it is Barbelly at stuff, but there's YouTube videos. You watch them all the time. I want to learn how to tie a Palomar knot. Well, guess what? Learn how to fizz a fish, right? So we are saturated with education out there. Um, and take the clips time to don't work. Yeah. Fin clips, just keep them upright until you dump them back in the water and then they'll go belly up and then they'll die. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can see like there's signs and symptoms of stress with a the fish. They start turning red fin, all that stuff, you know, the, the, there's signs and symptoms. So as much as you want to be educated on how to fish offshore or use forward facing sonar or whatever, educate yourself on the conservation aspect, right? Carry a trash bag with you, clean up your trash. There's all sorts of stuff. So Pete, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's a ramp, but it's a needed ramp, yeah. right? So and those, the biggest issue there was those fish were so stressed, there was no saving them. I was able to get their swim bladders deflated, but at that point, I mean, the entire their entire mouths were bright red, the fins were red, yep. gill plates were red. 
the amount of stress on that fish, there's, you're not, there's no way you're going to save that fish. Um, some of them I tried uh, putting G juice. I've heard if you pour that into their gullet and let it, let them ride in a live well with the oxygenator for a little bit, sometimes I'll recover and, and it, it didn't do anything. Um, yeah. The biggest one, I, I should have put it on a scale after the fact, but I had to get out of there before Chelsea had words and I got in a fist fight with a bunch of Virginia boys in a parking <laughs> lot. Um, the biggest one I spent, 20 minutes trying to revive it after after i got it fizzed uh just with my arm in the water under its belly supporting it uh, and i had her drive the boat to make sure i was getting a bunch of oxygen across his gills and uh it, well it, it, and, it, and another point to that is what are they teaching their kids yeah. that's right you know we have a younger generation that's coming up and and we're wanting to push you know them to be outdoors and, and not even fishing hunting just camping just get the kids uh outside doing stuff and you know, when they're looking up to their dad or their uncle or, you know, friends and stuff like that, and they see them doing this, well, they don't know any better. No, you know, you're, they're starting off on the wrong foot already. Yeah. And people can say, well, you know, there's a million fish in the sea. Well, there might be, but you keep doing this to these lakes and you're not going to have, but, you know, pound, pound and a halfers. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, and you make a great point. You know, I wonder if they ever created the creel limits off of, these creel limits are so old that we have, right? The, these laws have been around for a long time. I don't think they really anticipated guys and gals going out there and targeting some of the biggest fish in the lake. These are the laws a lot of times are created after bank fishermen and guys just going out recreationally fishing, catch to eat. But tournament anglers have a unique ability to target very, very large fish. And when you start killing off those bloodlines, you will have a serious impact on a body of water, right? Oh, yeah. And so, like, even if you are a club that kills fish, and I used to be a part of this where, like, we have fish that come to the scales that are dead. There's ways to donate those fish and cook those fish up and, and reuse those fish, not just dump them back in the lake, right? Like, you can use them for fertilizer and all that stuff because you do have, you have the, you have the right, it's the law, you have the right to catch five over 14 inches and in different lakes or different laws you don't have the right to dump them back in the water dead. Right. And what's or that no, called? You're going to die. Wanton waste. Wanton waste. Right. So like, even if you're not going to eat them, I don't know, man, just don't do that. So I can tell you right now, uh, in our, our club, we fish a lot at the Roanoke river. And, uh, there, there are a couple ladies that are there every weekend. Yep. Wanting their dead fish so that they can eat for the weekend. There you go. Yep. You know, and it's stuff like that. Soup kitchens. Yep. Um, things of that nature. I mean, we need to take better care. Now, I realize every once in a while you will get one that dies. It happens. It, it happens. Yep. Um, but yeah, if we don't, if we don't start taking care of our resources better, you know, our grandkids or great grandkids might not have it. Yep. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's talk fishing, right? Ben, you gotta, you let, well, first let's let Nick introduce himself. Nick, yeah. introduce yourself to everybody. We kind of, I kind of oh. took over the beginning there. Yeah, no, we'll make good. sure everybody knows who you are. Uh, Nick Kincaid. Uh, I live in Siler city, North Carolina. And, uh, I love the fish, man. I love being outside. Uh, didn't really get into tournament fishing until probably 2015. Uh, even though I grew up in Michigan, it's one thing me and Trey got in common there. Uh, you know, we, we did a lot of fun fishing, pan fishing, love to eat fish. Um, and then, you know, so 2015 started in with a club and, uh, two, three years later became president of the club, Carolina Bassers, uh, right here in Sanford. So, uh, you know, we're just uh, just out fishing, trying to 
trying to win a little bit of money, even though it's harder than most people think, but really the, the camaraderie and everything yeah. that, uh, that comes with it is, uh, is probably the best part about, about everything. When did you start fishing the Toyotas? Uh, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Um, friend of mine asked, said he was gonna start fishing them and, uh, as a boater and would like a link. So, Asked me if I was up for it, and I said, sure, why not? You know, um, I had the time, uh, the money to do it, so we might as well go ahead and do it. And didn't uh, didn't really set any goals, really, uh, being that first year. Just wanted to learn some stuff, and uh, ended up uh, 2020, I ended up in 36th place. Uh, cast a check my first tournament, uh, so that was pretty exciting. Um and you know, three years later, I've, I've cashed a check every year. Um, last year I was in 26th place overall, and this year I ended up in 35th place overall. Yeah, but that's out of like hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, of three. People. Uh, this year it was out of 352. Mm. Yeah. So, um, if I could ever get around to figuring out Okeechobee, <laughs> I would yeah. be. It would be so much better. Uh, Fisher last year and this year. Uh, this year, I think I ended in 110th. Ooh. So, um, <clears throat> out of 280, I think there was. Yeah, so that's that's always been my little Achilles heel. Um, but it's uh, it's fun being able to fish Florida uh, in you know March and April. That's right. <laughs> when it's still cold. It's really it's really funny that that you say that because it seems like a lot of guys and gals that that haven't grown up in florida or fished it most of their lives struggle with florida it's like it's, you would think we think as anglers like florida is the mecca right but there's so many people that go down there and struggle even on elite series oh, yeah. guys who have won a ton of tournaments but they're like man i gotta survive the two florida yes yeah. like it's crazy to think to think that but i, I mean i've never personally fished florida i know ben Ben went down there and learned a lot uh, a couple years ago. Um, I'm I'm planning to get down there uh, for a work trip this year that just might run through a weekend. Well, I'll tell uh, you what, uh, <laughs> hit the Harris chain. That's yeah, I think hit that's where I'm going to hit. You got first. so many lakes to choose from, um, and they can be in so many different, you know, areas doing different things. Uh, this year at the Harris chain, um, it was it was one on bedfish as far as boater wise. Uh, but I caught a lot of fish on a drop shot <laughs> and a wacky rig. Ah, Pete's favorite bait. Yeah. No. But I mean, you just, you know, get down that grass line, throw that wacky rig down there, <laughs> pop it once or twice, and they would just come screaming out. So you're from Michigan. Yes. Do you, and, and I, I said this a lot cause you see a lot of Northern anglers do well in Florida, mm -hmm. traditionally speaking, right? Um, of course, Bobby Lane's going to whack them in, in, in Florida on Toho and stuff like that. Your Christian Graco's are good down there. You're, you're Mike. Graco's good everywhere. You, yeah, he is. He's, <laughs> just, yeah, he is. He he's, is. But, you know, a lot of, like the Johnstons do typically well in Florida, like on the Elite Series, you know, a lot of the Northern guys. Do you feel like the, the, the Okeechobee's and the Harris, well, not, let's not use Okeechobee. Let's use Harris Chain, Kissimmee Chain, stuff like that. Do you feel like they relate? similar to a lot of the vegetation that we have in the north like oh, those definitely. waters yeah yeah um especially more towards last year on harris harris chain um they started 
they started killing the grass mm -hmm. again down there um but luckily what they're doing is they're kill they're not they're not doing all the lakes they're sections yeah they're doing yep. sections and they're doing like one lake last year one like this year you know and stuff like that so hmm. um apopka which is where the winners came out of this year um they actually were starting to kill the grass there mm -hmm. uh but um you know uh big harris didn't have any grass yeah you know and and last year when we went um it was chuck full of grass I yeah mean, hmm. you're you're dragging a, a 10 inch worm on a, a texas rig and or throwing a chatterbait um you know bait. yeah mm. i mean and, and i'm telling you they were whacking that when wind picks up you just throw a, a five eighths out chatterbait and and all you're doing was taking it off the top of the grass right there and they would come on and smoke it. So, yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting because, you know, Ben went down there. I went down to Toho this year and fished a, uh, a veterans charity tournament. I guess it's called Help Our Heroes uh, with Mike Johns. And um, I haven't fished aquatic vegetation like that since I, you know, left Michigan mm -hmm. a long time ago. Uh, but for me, like, I don't know, it just felt easy to fish. Like, again, I know Florida is, is hit or miss, but I, what, but I, the one thing that did happen is when we launched out of Toho, uh, for practice, we didn't launch in, in Toho for the tournament. I can't remember where we launched. I was some weird place, but they were, so the first day we practiced all good. We were whacking them. The second day, those boats were out there spraying and it stank so bad. It was so nasty. And, and we we're like, Nope, we're not fishing up here now. <laughs> And I don't, and I, and I want to say it actually was one out of either Cypress or Toho, uh, but it was so nasty smelling. I was like, dude, I don't want to fish up here. It's yeah. nasty, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, real quick. My, my first tournament was at Toho. Yeah. Um, got to cut a check and my, my claim for that one, my, my day one boater was, uh, JT Tompkins, okay. which is leading the, the angler of the year yeah, points yeah. right now. For and, uh, my day two boater was, uh, the reigning rookie of the year, Joey. Oh, wow. So you had some yep. pretty good instructors. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, JT, uh, smoked me with a jerk bait. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, there's nothing. I, he had two limits <laughs> and finally he's looking at me. He's like, do you have this color jerk bait? Like, no. He reaches in his box, takes one, throws it, says, here, tie this on. First cast, boom, got one. <laughs> Boy, there That's we go. unbelievable. Yeah. What were you throwing, a jerkbait? Yes. It was Wrong just the color. It's not the right color. Wrong color. Unbelievable. Color doesn't matter. <laughs> Till it does. Yeah, we'll talk out <laughs> offline. Color, color doesn't matter. To, yeah. He ain't going to give that juice. No, but... um. And you said, Nick, that was you said on, on, to, that was on Toho? On the, Toho, like, yeah. That's the Ben's one... Notes. Yeah, yeah, because that's the one that's that's still my bucket list. That's the one I haven't been to. You know, I've been to Okeechobee and the Harris Chain, and they, yeah, I mean, we were they fishing offshore, um, and the the grass was probably four to five feet below the surface. Oh yeah, mm. perfect for so, shallow crank. Mm. Yeah, how deep was uh, like? How deep were you? Like depth water Six depth foot. I'm guessing it was probably eight to ten. Okay, somewhere See, in there. So super deep for Florida. Yeah. And then, you know, you can also take a, uh, what I was doing, a floating worm mm. does great because yeah. you can skim over the top. And then when you, you'll see the pockets to where there's no grass 
and just let that sucker float down there and hang on. <laughs> <laughs> hang on because it's getting ready to happen. Yeah. You know, that is, it's funny, like, oh, what's the deepest you fish? Oh, like 10 foot. That pretty much narrows down where you need to look on Toho because it ain't that deep. So, but it you is know, a fun place to fish. It, you know, I was surprised when I went down the Harris Chain for those couple weeks, how much offshore fishing I ended up doing. And I, like, I went during February. And so, especially on the Harris chain, like unless throw up spawning, go, go back and watch a lot of the MOF, the FLW, the Bassmaster tournaments. Like whenever they go there, there's always some fish spawning somewhere on the lake during that time. Mm -hmm. But unless it's the major big wave that they all seem to move up and down at the same time across uh, most of the lakes, like a lot of the tournaments have been one in 12, 15 foot of water out there on the Harris chain, just yeah. fishing that yeah. grass out there. Um, I'll tell you, uh, Beauclair is a great place. Mm -hmm. If you guys go back down there, it's just before you get to Apopka. Um, but if they are, if they're spawning that you can throw anything, anything. Yeah. I mean, a Carolina rig, um, you know, and, and when I think of offshore, you know, I'm thinking, you know, offshore is deep. Well, yeah. it's not, you know, it's, it's <laughs> 10, 12 feet deep and, and you, you bomb cast a Carolina rig or a Texas rig out there and you just drag it and you'll know when you come across the bed because they're very aggressive. Yeah. Hmm. So. That's interesting. So you, you got into tournament fishing, you said relatively later in life, like 2015, right? Yeah. So, and that was with Carolina Bassers. Yep. I point because we folks, we got a, their giant logo over here. Uh, Curtis, uh, that's pizza placement. So, so you, you started fishing in 15 and you joined the, the Toyotas as a co in, in 20. What, uh, what, what was your reason for, for not joining it as a boater? Not having a boat. Okay. <laughs> I asked that because <laughs> I mean, not having a boat and, and the, uh, money wise, um, you know, a, a co-angler for the Toyotas is five fifty a tournament. Okay. Um, you get to fish all three days. Uh, that's the difference between the Toyotas and the opens. Um, so you, you fish all three days, uh, a boater, I believe is $1,750. Um, and with not knowing anything about Florida waters, um, I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, especially when, well, you know, the main reason is not having a boat. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you because yeah. even if you had had a boat, if I, if I did have a boat, um, I don't know if I would have done it yet. Okay. You know, um, just for not having, you know, having, being responsible for somebody else in your boat that yeah. you don't know, you know, um, now if it was, you know, somewhere around here, uh, maybe, you know, I actually around here, I probably would have, I've never fished a BFL. Um, and people look at me like, why would you jump straight to the two? It was just, to me, it was just something to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was asked to, you know, uh, help out and, and, uh, you know, go down there. So that's hey, what I did. And how much are the BFL events for co BFLs for a co is only a hundred dollars. Yeah. So that is a significant so, more amount. There's less of them, yeah. I think. But when you start there thinking are, there are three, three Toyotas, okay, uh, compared to five BFLs, but the payout is, is much bigger much bigger yeah payouts yeah, much better and i would think if you're going um down the route that you're also using that to learn and and hopefully fish with some bigger sticks i mean you already talked about it i mean your co's were 
Joey and uh, JT Tompkins, right? Yeah. Who's going to be yeah. on the uh, the elites next year? Yeah, and, and you know, in last year, last year I made the championship, Toyota championship, and um, my uh, my day one boater. I, I call him a kid because well, I think he is a kid. He is a kid. Uh, but it was Trey. Trey McKinney. Um, yeah, McKinney. McKinney. So he's I mean, second in AOI. Yeah, I mean the EQs. And he is, he's a phenomenal kid. Um, I know I keep calling him kid. He's a young man. Uh, he's like 18 and a half years yeah, old. I mean, yeah. he's a kid. Like, yeah. Come on now. But, I mean, he's, <laughs> been, he's been, you know, he's, he's, he was homeschooled um, and he loves to fish. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, if you look at his resume being 18 years old, I met, I met him. Unbelievable. I met him in 2018 for the first time at um, ICAST. And I met him and his coach, and I, I can't remember his coach's name, but he's a former uh, Elite Series guy back when it was the 150s, 150s or the 75s or something. It had been a while. Um, but Trey at that time, so that was 19, so it's, so it's 23. He was, I think, 15 years old, and he had just won his ninth boat in a BFL. You know, Nick, uh, that was interesting when you said that you know, people kind of look at you funny, like because you haven't fished any BFLs at all. And, but I, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of read it at the point. But like when you start thinking from an education perspective and who who you've been able to fish with, and look at the cost difference a little bit, yeah, you're paying more money, but you're learning. I, I would imagine you've learned a whole lot more than you hop on one of these BFLs and someone drives you around and they have no fish to catch whatsoever. You know? Oh yeah. That happens all the you time. Know, you got, you know, in, in, you know, fishing around here, um, you know, I would all, if you're new to fishing, don't just jump into an open or, or the Toyota series. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll tell you is if you are a, a boater, you own your own boat, you're used to it. You will not like jumping in as a co in an open <laughs> or, or a Toyota series. Yeah. You just won't do it. You can't, you don't get to make the decisions. Um, you, you know, you might not be able to even make a cast to the juice um, at all. Uh, for instance, uh, I've fished with a guy in two tournaments now and um, he's a great fisherman, but one of the lakes, it was all about, forward facing sonar mm. and brush piles we would pull up he'd make a couple casts if he didn't get the fish he wanted that trolling motor was going up and i better be sitting down because we're rolling i didn't you, you don't even get a cast at it so um and i know some guys are like well i would cast up you don't adequate you do not as a co you do not throw towards the front of the boat yeah there's kind of that unwritten rule well yeah, let's let's talk about some of those well, unwritten but real rules. quick before we get into that so you, you used you used the term link uh then that's how you got involved and i'm sure a lot of folks out there don't understand what a link is for like the the opens do it as well and yeah the BFLs, well. yep. um and the toyota so could you just kind of explain what what that means for for somebody that might be interested yeah in so involved? your link um when you link with somebody it's boater with a co-angler now that doesn't mean that you fish with with that person that just means that you are guaranteed a spot to fish uh so there's a lot of guys um if you go on uh the different facebook pages they will say hey i'm a co i'm looking for a link is there any boaters out there that need somebody now that doesn't mean you got to stay with them uh pre-fish with them or anything like that 
uh, it just guarantees your spot that you're going to be able to fish. Uh, if you don't do that, you get put on the waiting list. So with the waiting list, you know, if you're one of the first guys that, that register for that, and there's say there's five boaters that don't have a link, those first five go up there. Um, and then if you don't get on, you're kind of stuck until somebody drops. Um, yeah. and, and somebody and in the championship, somebody dropped out the night before mm. and the next guy that was in line, um, he was like 14 hours away. He's like, I, I can't even, I can't even make it there in time to fish it, even if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, link Lincoln, uh, for that stuff. And, and I believe it's, I don't know if it's like that with the BFLs or not. The BFLs link, uh, the too. opens, okay. I believe the opens you can link, but I'm not, no, there's no link for the opens on nope. the side. So, uh, Toyotas and the BFLs, uh, do that. So, yeah, so like Nick Nick saying, basically that means I'm a boater and I'm bringing a co-angler, and that that guarantees your spot yeah. uh, because you're you're bringing two folks to fill two two slots. Um, and if you're looking looking to co-angle, it's, if you go into the BFL groups, especially, there's always boaters and they're looking for co-angler yeah. links, like because a lot of guys yeah. want to cut their teeth on bigger stuff with the BFL, um, because it's a it, it's an easy way to get into a, a bigger bigger tournament yeah uh no I, I would suggest uh for those out there that are thinking about well hey i'm just you know a bank fisherman or or you know just a weekend warrior or anything like that join a club um there is you will learn a lot uh depending on what club you're in obviously um but it, it's good camaraderie and you will learn the ins and outs of bass fishing uh, doing that way. And a lot of clubs are, are they're a uh, cheaper entry fee. Um, and I mean, they fish a lot, you know, of, of different lakes normally. Um, I think we fish what 13, we got 13 different lakes that we fish this year in our, our local club. Yeah. So, and that's from, uh, Roanoke river to Lake Norman and everywhere in between. So <laughs> I, I, I think, I think a lot of, uh, you know, when you look at historically across the board with the guys and gals at the, at the top level of fishing, majority of them came from a club or they're still part of a club. Um, you know, you do have those that, you know, grew up in the collegiate ranks and, and moved on uh, through that. But, you know, that is the grassroots of bass fishing. I know like when, you know, the elites did the whole nine to fish to, to qualify the elites, like, Oh, you took the grassroots, you know, working man's thing out. But the reality is, is like local clubs are really the working man's like yeah. circuit. You know what I mean? And and so I understand it, but I, you know, all clubs aren't created equal. I actually saw some social media posts the other night that talked about like, you know, clubs are transitioning from what they used to be to, to now it's more, you know, I just want to take your money type situation, but that's not true for all clubs. Like okay. there's a lot of great clubs out there and there's a lot of hammers that fish those clubs that maybe used to fish BASS yeah. or MLF or FLW back in the day and stuff like that. So you do have a lot of local legends that fish your club. Well, and if you're looking to make money in a club, you're not gonna do it. Well, you're. I would submit. <laughs> wouldn't you submit like joining a club to make a bunch of money is probably the wrong reason to yes. join a club anyhow. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. You know, you're not making money joining. There's no club that you're gonna afford the entry fee. Yeah, I mean, make any money. You know, Nick <laughs> talked about like, hey, I cut a check my very first event on the Toyota series. Nick, do you fish full time for a living? No. 
No, what do you do full time for a living? No, construction work. You're an entrepreneur, right? You own <laughs> yeah. your own company and stuff. So, like, yep. yeah, I mean, and you see that. I mean, geez, you know, cops have to have second jobs to, you know, afford a living and stuff like that. So, um, again, a local club, you're not going to get rich off a local club, and nor should you even want to join a club for that reason. If you are thinking about it, probably not for you. Yeah. So, I did want to yeah, ask not- you, though. I'll go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, like, clubs are great and trey made a great point like not our clubs are rated really, you know created equal um like when i joined my club uh and i haven't fished probably in, in a year and a half with them but uh it's because i met somebody they introduced me and i was just getting the fishing and i just got my you know triton bow at the time moved up from the tracker so like it worked out great but i would highly recommend like if, if you're looking to join a club like Go to a couple different ones, and I know some clubs have the requirement where you have to fish, uh, like at a probation period, right? Um, you know, uh, ours didn't, but like, just go try a couple out and see which was the best fit because, like, some clubs are all about teaching and they'll share a lot of information. Other clubs, you know, are much more kind of cutthroat. And That's right. uh, yeah, exactly, you know, it's just kind of what you want to go into, but just kind of feel out the dynamics. So, but like. The great thing is, especially if you're in in the south, the southeast region, there's 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 tons of clubs around. Like there's probably like oh, yeah. twenty within like thirty minutes of here. You know, and if you're um, close to us in North Carolina, just ask us. She, yeah, she we'll, I can tell you which ones to avoid. And we'll give you twenty five clubs right off. I can tell you, some, of, right can tell you some of the good ones. <laughs> well, and, and with that, you don't have to have a seventy, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar boat to join these clubs, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean. You can be in a tracker and and smoke everybody. Uh, we, we had a guy in the club before I was there, um, but he had a pontoon, and that's what he fished out of, and well, he heard, did really well. I heard about, so, heard about him when I joined you. you know, um, I want a lot of money out of a 14-and-a-half-foot aluminum tracker yeah. fishing local derbies. Yeah. Yep. You don't even have to have a boat to join a club, by the way. No. There are clubs out there where there's co-anglers, you know, and, and the club that I used to be in, uh, which, by the way, I run a tracker and I won my very first and very last tournament of the first season I fished in that club, right? And it, it was a lot of luck, for sure, because I definitely sucked at fishing at the time. Um, but you don't have to have a boat, and that's a great thing. A lot of clubs will do, like, you know, a, a random draw out of a coffee can or whatever the case may be, and you'll get paired with a with a boater. Or a lot of clubs are kind of letting that family environment happen where it's like father, son, or husband, wife, and not, it's not team you're you fish against chelsea chelsea mm-hmm. fishes against yeah. you you know um and that's really the stuff the, the sense of community that you have with certain clubs you know it's just about getting tournament experience too yeah. i mean it's the best way to get get a feel because everybody i mean our club everybody's competitive you know we all want to take each other's money but at the end of the day <laughs> if somebody has an issue on the water or something happens like all you gotta do is make a phone call and if somebody answers they're yeah. gonna come help you and and they're going to come up. They may not tell everybody what's going on, but yeah, if you're struggling, like they'll come up and talk to you. Like we fish a lot of lakes I've never even seen before. And I had a lot of guys tell me stuff like, Hey, try this. This is, this is how we usually do good. This is what I look for this time of year, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're not going to come out and tell me their juice. Cause it is a competition. Now, after the fact, 
I've got a ton of information for people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like once it's the tournament's done and the dust settles, that's really when you can learn from those guys, like what they're doing. And, well, and most likely in our I club, think you get too much information from Mikey. <laughs> Mike just Mike. <laughs> Mike man, does not care. He's he a, will give you any he, information. He is information. I stopped oh, yeah. asking Mike because you get overloaded with information. Yeah. Well, you can go here and do this, and if that doesn't work, then you run over there and do that. Then you can go back to doing this, and you can try that. Oh, and this one time we caught him doing that, and I'm just like Mike, bro. <laughs> shallow or deep like where where are they (laughs) so i I would much rather have that though than hey hey, what'd you catch them on plastic yeah yeah plastic and and now mine we do have we do have guys in the club that that will yeah do that but uh you know, we, plus you're probably giving your money to Todd Parker, who's fishing with a wacky rig sink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I know. I shout out to Todd. Todd. But here, but here's one thing. Here, here is one thing. And we started this show off with fish care and conservation. There is one thing that I know that everybody will share information on. That's how to change a tire on a trailer, mm-hmm. how to jump start your boat, how to load your boat properly, how to unload your boat, how to do fish care. If they know how to do it, they're going to teach you. Yeah. So while they may not share their spots or their techniques, or where, or anything like that to catch fish, they're going to share all the other things that are probably far more important, in my opinion. All the logistics that goes behind even fishing a club tournament. When you guys drive down to the Roanoke River, that's not an easy haul. Yep. Like for some people, that's over three hours away, right? So there's room and board that potentially is required. There's trailer tires, there's hubs, there's all sorts of stuff. Taking the right extension cord to power your boat, fish care, all that stuff. That's the education that if you're going to join a local club, you're going to want to garner that stuff because when you get to the Toyota series, you can get to the EQs or whatever the case may be, you know how to fizz a fish properly. Yep. You know how to change a tire by yourself. Don't carry your little jack that comes with your truck. It don't work very well. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to learn to carry some two by six pieces with you. Things I like that, right? Uh, yeah, I carry a floor jack as well. But like those are the things that like really yep. will help you you don't learn until it's an issue yeah that's right actually two years ago i believe it was might have been you've been in the club a year right two years this is my second year second year okay so it might have been three years ago now uh we actually sat down with everybody in our club and um and brought up a a youtube video of how to fizz a fish yep you know it was very important and then i believe last year uh for our banquet time um i got everybody bags and in that bag was a, a fizz. A fizz kit. A fizz kit. Yep. Uh, yeah, that must have been right before I came because yeah. Nick never gave me a fizz kit. Oh, you never got one? <laughs> well, he owns like 37 of them. Yeah, I've got a pile of them. Like, I carry <laughs> – and that – my regret from the incident we talked about earlier is I, I keep six or seven of Barb's kits in my truck to give out, like, at our club and stuff if, if I see. And I regret not going up to that club and handing them a few and being like, yeah, learn how to use these. But I – there were so many fish that it, it, I was like overwhelmed and it, it just wouldn't have gone well. And that's on me. Like I should be able to handle that like a mature adult, but in that instant, I wasn't going to handle it like a mature adult. And, and with that too, you know, it, even shallow fish, we've had to fish, you oh, know, yeah. we've brought fish up from eight feet and put them in a live well and, you know, check them a couple minutes later. And all of a sudden, you know, Hey man, he's belly up. All right, well, let's get them out. Let's fizz them. I'm going to get Barb to come on and talk with us because she you, she says it all the time, like bear trauma can happen in as, as little as a foot and a half of water. Yeah. It just depends on, on I don't know all the factors she does, so she's a better one to talk on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, a club is a, is a great way to start. We've talked about it before. 
uh, like Nick said, th there's opportunities to learn, there's opportunities to teach, uh, and there's opportunities for you as a new angler to maybe teach those guys something. If you go in there and you know about fizz and fishing, and you notice at tournaments guys are are bringing fish in their belly up, be you know you can be the one to to speak up and say, hey, there you know there's a better way to do this, and we need to set the example. Uh, I think you're starting to. I don't think I'm starting to see more clubs pop up, right? Like new, yeah. newer clubs. And a lot of them are super focused on teaching and it's, it's very refreshing because it like is, yeah. Nick said, uh, Ben said, it, you said it, I've said it. Like there's a lot of guys that just will go out and take money and they don't care. Um, but to see people starting to realize, like if we don't teach the younger generation, not only tournament fishing, but just fishing in general, uh, it's going to go away. So to be able to get, get those involved. And then with COVID, uh, and the mass number of people that got involved uh, during the shutdowns and everything, a ton of people picked up fishing gear and went out and started fishing. And it sparked yeah. an interest in tournament fishing, and they jumped in local clubs and and did stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, read, check out your local club. Just uh, Google, like, Bass Club near me, and I promise you you're pretty much it. anywhere in the country you're going to find a club that's close. So you're talking about being overwhelmed by the, the, the floating fish. Let's talk about you when you jumped in the Toyotas. So you jumped in it in, in 2020. What were some of the most overwhelming things for you jumping in as a co-angler in the Toyotas? Like, was there anything that you were like extremely nervous about? Um, not catching a fish, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a big, the, the first tournament. I'm like, yeah. Cause you know, you look around and, and you see, you know, guys like Joey and you he's know, talking about Joey Sifuentes. Yeah, Sifuentes I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and you look over and, Oh, there's, Bobby Lane <laughs> and you know, there these other guys and it's like, man, if I get in the back of one of these boats, how are they going to treat me? Mm -hmm. You know, are they going to back boat me all day? Was my first you know thought, all right, I'm going to get back boated, but I'm going to be able to learn a lot. Yeah. Um, and it really hasn't happened. Okay. Um, you know, I've had, uh, JT was, was great. He, he literally put his arms out like this and said, wherever I'm facing, this is my area. You have everything else. He goes, but if I switch over to this area, he goes, I'm just putting my, you know, my arms going like this, wherever I go, that's my area. You fish everywhere else. And every boater is not created equally because no. there's some others that'll be like, throw anywhere you want. Right. Yeah. And then there's some that are like, I only want you casting out the back of this boat. Yeah. Like you I know? fish, I fished with one guy. He was, he was throwing up into, uh, we'll say, eight to 14 feet mm. in there. And, uh, I was thrown in the back of the boat and, and finally after about five minutes, I looked and I said, how deep am I back here? Cause a, a lot of them will cut the graphs off. Um, that that's the other thing they, they don't. Then once you seeing those points, no, right? I mean, they can, they can say it's, they're wanting to conserve, you know, better. They don't want you seeing fish going by or, or their points or where exactly you're at. And, uh, and I asked him like, how deep am I back here? He's like, Oh, you're about 35, 40 feet. <laughs> I'm like, good gravy, you know. I, I got a wacky rig sink. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was doing like Texas rig and stuff. And I'm like, man, this thing's falling for a long time. And uh, and and he goes, yeah, you know, my my co-angler yesterday, you know, asked me the same thing. I said, well, did he catch anything over here? It's like, no. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, some of the stuff that you got. Yeah, but how do, you, how do you approach that conversation? Because you know in, in your head, right, you're like, I need to ask this dude, like, hey, bro, can you, like, position the boat differently so I can hit the bank or whatever? Well, I'm a little different. Okay. Um, like, I'm, I'm going to speak my mind. So, yeah. like, there's no going. Like, if I got a question to ask him, I'm just going to ask him. 
mm-hmm. you know um and sometimes they'll like no this is this is how i'm fishing that instance he wasn't moving the boat i mean he was i i, I i'm thinking there was a big hump right there mm-hmm. um and he was whacking him on a jerk bait okay um seeing him on you know forward face and so on <laughs> <laughs> Bit, best topic uh, of discussion but you know it's interesting because you pay a hundred or 500 bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, you pay 500 bucks to either do one of a couple things or all of them. One, you're paying to go fishing mm-hmm. and maybe win a little ch- change or you don't win any change, but maybe you get a good education. Yes. Or maybe you get all three or maybe you get that fourth one where you don't learn nothing. You don't catch nothing. And you're just there for a boat ride. Yeah. You paid 500 bucks. And I can tell you right now, I've learned something from everybody I fish with. Good. Everybody. Um, we fished, uh, I believe it was Pickwick, and um, the one guy told me, "I hope you got a lot of, a lot of hooks and a lot of sinkers." I'm like, "Hell, he's like, we're going to the dam," and that's where we went. And sure enough, I, I looked at him. We got, we were there probably two hours, and uh, we stayed there all day. But after two hours, I'm like, uh, "I'm hey, out." I'm like, "Hey, I, I'm kind of out of sinkers." He's like, "Drawer right there, just sinkers and hooks. Use all you need." Wow. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I probably broke off probably 40 times oh, wow. that day. Wow. He broke off probably 30 to 35 times. But it was just the style of fish and how we had to fish it. We were in chunk rock using the lightest shaky head that we could. And uh, you had to try to get it where it wouldn't go in, you know, in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they would come out and eat it. But we stayed there all day. Uh, we I think I caught three fish that day. Um, and he had, he had a, a small limit. And your limit in the Toyota is just still five, 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 right? Yeah. Cause yeah. I know the opens is three, yeah. It opens three, is three. three. Okay. So, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta go into it with open mind. Um, and you can't be negative. So you gotta be positive going into this thing. You know, every, every tournament, that I go into, um, depending on the lake, my goal, I'm going to catch 15 to 20 pounds a day. Now mm-hmm. I might only catch one fish, but the next day I'm going to catch 15 to 20 pounds a day. Yeah. You know, that's where that, that that's, you got to convince yourself that you're going to do well. Oh yeah. You know, even if you, <laughs> it's hard to you do. You have to beat yourself. For, you have to beat yourself. You know, yeah. well, that's the thing with, with fishing tournament fishing in general, you're not fishing against anybody but yourself. Yeah. And main fish. Well, the fish, but they don't count. And they I mean, win, you're not really they, competing. They win more times. Than you're not really are, competing against the other anglers. Though. You're competing against yourself far more than you are against it. That's true. Yeah. Once you get to a point, you have some experience. Everybody can go out there and catch them on any given day. And it's the decisions that you make and the things that yeah. you decide to do that are going to determine whether you're sex- successful or not. <laughs> every every single one of us, every single one of us knows how to fish, right? Like we know where to go, when, yeah. where we should go where the fish should be, but the decisions we make in a day, where you start, where you don't start. Yeah. Uh, when you get in those bigger tournaments, like draw number plays a role because oh, big if you're on fish on, we've talked about it with Trent, like you have your A hole, your B hole, your C hole and your D hole. <laughs> and you're at the bottom of the, the launch order, A, B and C and D might have somebody on it. So you better have an E, F and G to, to go to, <laughs> or, or at least have an idea of some similar areas. Yeah. And that's why, that's why if you, when you talk to guys, if you ever have the opportunity to talk to folks that fish at a high level, 
a question everybody always asks is about practice. Yeah. And almost every single one of them when you talk to them is not practicing an area or a spot. They're practicing an area or a technique or a specific depth range or a type of cover because if they can find them, if they find them on rock in eight to 10 feet, they can find rock in eight to 10 feet anywhere on that lake and there should be fish in it. Yeah. And so they're not necessarily as worried about A, B, or C, where I, I know that there's fish because on my graph, I have 3,000 rock points and one of those I can go fish and I know I'm going to catch them. Yeah. Um, now, when you start talking about brush pile lakes and things like that, it's right. a little bit different because then you're, you're limited unless you're, unless you're in the, in uh, South Carolina, because my understanding, I haven't spent any time on Hartwell, but there's 372,000 brush piles of sunk in that lake or something. Yeah. <laughs> there's br- plenty of brush piles for people to find. But. That's like that day on Jordan uh, when I was out there at the tournament, and my spots weren't produced. And about 9:30, I caught a seven pounder out of a brush pile, and I ran every single brush pile I had marked between like the S turns and like Farrington. I didn't catch a single fish the rest of the day. <laughs> Hopefully and you I had fit. big fish for that day. <clears throat> I did. I had big fish and I actually took there fourth place with one See? seven pounders. But um there you go. one of those summer summer tournaments. But um yeah. But uh the, the point is like you are competing against yourself, you're competing against the fish because you may catch one in one way and fish the entire rest of the day doing the same thing. It just doesn't work out. <laughs> and, and in the Toyotas, you're while well, you are competing against the boater, you're competing against the yes. boaters fish. Yes. And he knows it or she knows it. Uh, yeah. and, and that's why not all boaters are created equal. Well, that, I mean, that's any, any boat that you're fishing as a co-angler, you're competing yeah. against the yeah. boater, even if it's not direct. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you this, when I fish with, uh, with Joey, um, we were going out on one stretch of bank and he had there was there was four four by four posts that were sticking up out of the water and he threw at every one of them and then he kept going and i noticed one area on the farthest post that he didn't throw to i threw in there five and a half pounder nice i get it in he looks at me he goes i'm happy for you but i hate that you caught that fish right behind me yeah he goes it won't happen again and it didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point. Like you have to pay attention. Oh yeah. And 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 I was gonna ask you, like when you when you're getting ready, when you're preparing, there's probably only a handful of things that you're gonna be able to do technique wise as a co angler, yeah. right? Um, we're so, allowed, we're allowed seven rods. You're oh, so there is a yes, limit. There to how is many a rods. limit now. Whether they force that limit or not. Is, is is another thing oh um i've seen guys go on there with 10 rods and nobody says anything now it states in the rules toyota series rules co-angler seven rods okay um and you better you better keep a spinning rod with you okay um no matter where you i don't care if you're on okeechobee you better one of them rods better be a spinning rod well it's going to ask you what is your typical loadout any lake in the country that you go to uh, drop shot, wacky rig, um, shaky head, jig, and then usually a horny toad, some sort of top water. Um, usually a horny toad. I'm a big horny toad guy. Um, I get that from Mikey. Uh, and then a chatterbait and maybe a floating worm, depending on depending on where we're at. So all pretty much relatively finesse style baits, yeah. minus... You know, those couple. Yes, I don't hardly, um, you know, 
if you're if you know you're punching punching you, you don't punch here in north carolina you punch down in florida yeah it's not there ain't flipping, no- it's punching <laughs> uh you're talking you know ounce and a half to two ounce weight um that's about the only time i'll power fish um and and if i'm in florida that rod is always going with me even if i'm not going to use it because you can ask your boater i always ask my boater we get our our name and number of who we're we're fishing with um the night before so i always call them and try to get as much information out of them as possible um but even if he says hey we're staying offshore all day long you still got to bring your punching rod because it's that time where he's you know halfway through the day and he's like you know what this offshore stuff's not working we're gonna go punch what are you gonna do yeah you know if you don't have a a heavy extra heavy rod you're not punch you don't punch (laughs) (laughs) you know if you don't have 50 60 pound braid on you're not going through it um now i will tell you if it's if it's if it's not as thick um i actually switched from from braid to 25 pound fluorocarbon and i believe it's giving me a couple extra bites because they're not used to it yeah See, you know, um, because braid does make a sound, you know, when yep. you're yelling that thing in there, it, you can hear it. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you that for me, flipping, unless I am flipping super heavy vegetation, I flip, I flip 25 pound fluorocarbon. Yeah. And I promise you, I, I will put money on it that I get a few extra bites because of it. Yeah. Because now, of exactly what you're saying. Now I will tell you the, the best sound you ever hear is, is braid going in there and that sucker thumping oh, yeah. it and you setting the hook and it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I agree with that hundred yeah. percent, but yeah, like I'm the same way. And you, you'll notice I don't, if people pay attention, I pay attention to, to what guys are doing, even when they don't talk about it. But if you watch a lot of these high level guys, um, elites and, and BPT and stuff, a lot of them, when they're not flipping and super heavy stuff, uh, they are also flipping fluorocarbon. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about those key rods, um, that you kind of carry around the country and you, you'll hear that from a lot of folks that fish fish out of the back of the boat and you brought up a really interesting point and uh steve loper steve this will come out after your event up there uh at, at the potomac but you you asked me yesterday like i, I know we're going to be fishing grass like what do i do and i was like pay attention to your boater yeah. um and whatever they miss don't miss it no uh, because they're gonna they're gonna miss something and that very likely could be where that fish is and and so there's a whole different realm of, of challenges when you're fishing out of the back of the boat, especially flipping. Now I can't imagine getting behind somebody like Joey or somebody like that. Who's just, the one, the one thing where you, if you ever get the opportunity to be in a boat with, with somebody that fishes at that level is how freaking efficient they are. Yep. Oh, it's unbelievable. There's nothing wasted. There's no wasted motions. Uh, even if they get hung up, there's nothing wasted about it. Uh, so for you to be able to see that him miss, oh, well, he missed the left side of that post. Maybe, you know, there's one laying there. But that also speaks to how important it is to be thorough. Because how many times do we see guys or gals go out and fish and they fish a lay down and they, they pitch to it like two, three times, like right side, left side, front yeah. side, and they don't get bit and they leave. I mean, you got you got you to gotta pick apart yeah. whatever you're, I mean, whatever you're throwing at, you know, even, you know, especially lay downs. I mean, and, and I would my personal opinion is I always start the farthest back, like yep. into the water mm-hmm. first and then work your way to the bank because the, the worst thing you can do is, is catch a two pounder on the bank, have it go through all that stuff and have a five pounder being at the end that you just scared off. And then you're going <laughs> to fish shallow the rest of the day. Yeah. 
and you're only going to hit the shallow portions. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, I am terrible about that uh, because I don't know why, but I need to get better. But one of the ways to do that is I got to look at my four facing sonar sometimes if I can't see them. So don't yell at me, Pete. If I flip that, <laughs> I'll not even turn it on. That's just me. Though. Well, but- I'll even like top water going over lay down. Yeah. I will go over that thing five, six, seven times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even if we're moving You're on. The juice now, folks. Yeah, even if we're moving on, I'm still, you know, I'm throwing back there as far as I can and still working it. Um, because it might take that many times for them to, for you to aggravate them enough to to bite. It. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I, I just had this conversation with a buddy, uh, like, last week, and we were talking about fall. A lot of people were back on the water again. They're fishing shallow. A lot of people throwing top water. Fish are seeing a lot of the same baits, buzz bait, walking bait, whatever it is, especially with a buzz bait or and a walking bait. Like you said, with top water, they come up to a lay down or a dock uh, or, or whatever it is they're fishing and they make one pitch to maybe one to the right side, one to the left, and they just keep rolling. I will throw this time of year, especially at a lay down five, six, seven times. And I can't tell how many times that bite was on the five, six, seven cast. And I don't even know if it's so much aggravating them it's like they're so they get conditioned and i don't care what people say fish are smarter than we think to a guy buzz bait oh look at that oh look at that well that's two and it goes away oh well there's nothing there so when they see that bait five or six times you know now it kind of changes changes things uh for them so yeah and the fish this time of year too are also moving around a lot oh you know like um we talked about it in our last episode or two episodes ago about fall fishing uh, you have to understand the fish and right now, like they don't have a reason to just sit somewhere for really long periods of time, unless there's wind or something that's keeping them there as bait goes past, like with the thermocline dispersed yeah. the fish are moving around. Yeah. Right. And so you may throw it that lay down two, three, four times. And that fish is 50 yards down the bank. And then he, he, he or she hears it and they're moving over to that lay down. Yeah. Right. And then they bite or whatever the case may be. Well, so. and another thing, you know, every, you know, we, we said it earlier, you know, color doesn't matter, you know, size, size, you know, uh, especially with a, a buzz bait little, I probably shouldn't tell you all this, but I'm going to anyways. Uh, I start throwing a, a quarter ounce. Yeah. Small one, bait, small one, yeah, mm-hmm. real small, you know, and work it as slow as I can. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. lot of times them, them fish, you know, they haven't seen, they're used to the bigger, big clackers and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden here comes this little rinky dink one that's yep. just buzzing by. Oh, look, it's this year's hats of shads. Yeah. Yep. So we, we talked about like the Toyotas and, you know, and where you're from. And, and before we move on, the last thing that I, that I want to ask you, um, if you have a piece of advice uh, to, to give to, to the guys and gals that want to fish the Toyotas and, and jump in as coes, what, what would that piece of advice be? Don't be scared. Okay. If you have the time and you have the money and you think you are ready for that next step, that next step, do it. Okay. Um, and, and you might only do it for a year. You know, you might get there and, and not do so well. And that's all on the, the person. Okay. Am I, okay. I didn't do well this year. Do I want to spend the money and, and do it again next year? And I will say fish all three of them. You know, it's it's a, a point system to get to the championship. Uh, the championship doesn't cost anything. So, you know, but yeah, if you're if you think you're at that level to where, you know, hey, or or even if you're not at that level, but you have the time and the money and you want to go and learn, I'm telling you, you will you will learn a lot about these lakes. Um, especially if if you get with 
a either either a pro that's fishing it or a local. Um, I've learned my most stuff from locals, mm-hmm. and, and whether that is what to throw or certain colors to throw. Um, Harris chain. I mean, in Florida, everybody throws June bug. All right. Well, listen, Harris chain. You better be throwing a watermelon red flake. Mm-hmm. I mean that it gets bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, if you're looking and and you want to challenge yourself more, I I, lo- I love a challenge. Um, and you think that you're ready, and you got, I mean, like I said, you got to have the time, you got to have the money, um, because it's it's not cheap going down to Florida. Now you can fish the Northerns, um, which you'll have a maybe a little closer. You know, at least one of them is a closer. Uh, but like next year, um, the th- third tournament for the Southerns is at Santee Cooper again. Yeah, mm-hmm. right down the road. Yeah. So like last year, uh, we fished one day. The other two days got canceled. Oh, that's quit. right. Yeah. Uh, which some guys thought, well, hey, maybe the first day should have should have got canceled. Um, but I mean, we fished it. I mean, you, you got to fish there. The MLF bass, even I know the MPFL doesn't have you know lower stuff, but but even the MPFL, they are not gonna put you in a situation to where you could get injured. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna put you in a dangerous situation to where you know you're gonna sink your boat. Now, the boat sink, yes. Is that you know operator error? Sometimes sometimes it is. You know, sometimes a storm just comes up, but they're they're never gonna put you in that danger yeah. of of doing it. But uh but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're not sure if you're ready for that, well, do a BFL. There you go. See if you can do a BFL and BFLs are, are everywhere. Um and even bass has the bass nation. Yeah, right. You know, um do do some of those. I, I believe we have there's three tournaments a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carolina, yeah. and if you you finish high enough, you get to be on the state team. Mm-hmm. Um, so but but yeah, don't don't be afraid to to make that that jump. I, I think a lot of us um, sometimes do that in life. Mm-hmm. You know, just if you can do it, do it. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to be, you know. 50 or 60 and man i i wish i would have done that well just just go do it it. just do it (laughs) just do it (laughs) yeah the bfls are definitely a great way to get it get into it because well i know like locally especially at car lake they have like six thousand nine hundred forty two of them a year so (laughs) it's it's pretty easy to find one and jump in that's obviously exaggeration but and there's also the aba the aba yeah yeah whatever whatever's going on with that organization i know there's some some change i know they added a, a trail but yeah uh We've heard we've heard some birdies tell us some stuff about the ABA that there might be some changes coming there. So keep your eyes peeled with that. But th- yeah, that's another great organization. Uh, Fishers of Men yep. uh, is another one we haven't really talked about, but uh, they're all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think Trey and I are going to fish Fishers of Men locally next year. I think you and yeah, Mikey yeah, are yeah, fishing Mike, next so. year. So, uh, so now now we get now they got their work cut out for them. Yeah, we're we're just going to give them some comfort. <laughs> I didn't want them to. I didn't want them to ease through that bad boy. No, I'm just kidding. But no, um, it's, it's another organization though that, that's great, and they have solo and team events. So yes. yeah, uh, all the more reason to keep our uh, keep our lakes protected and and you know work on those conservation efforts because there's tons of opportunities for folks out there to like get into fishing whether whether it's at the local level or or or, or regionally and stuff. So, um, but on that note, 
uh, and we talk about change, um, the recent change we just had was, uh, was you joining us as a partner on this show? Yeah. Um, it, it's great to be partnering with you guys. Uh, Carolina waters. Um, I, I kind of got into it. I, I I'm going to say late, uh, but Brad and Chris started Carolina waters in 2020. Uh, which was probably not the best time to start <laughs> with COVID yeah, and everything, yeah. but uh, uh, you know they just they had a you know they're trying to figure out a way to to maybe do a little extra here and there, and uh, start off with a couple hats and and some shirts and stuff like that apparel, and um, probably a year and a half ago now, uh, I joined on. And, uh, you know, I kind of seen what the direction that they wanted to go in and thought with, uh, me having my own business and running it, that I could, I could help them steer in that direction. Um, and then we, we've done fairly well. Uh, but yeah, partnering with, uh, with you guys here at the one cast, uh, is, is great. I think it's gonna be great for, for both of us. Um, you know, getting the word out, helping each other out, you know, getting people out there fishing, um, you know, the, the shirts as Ben and you guys have already said, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, uh, they're, they're good quality, uh, SPF 50, um, which, which I'm, I'm bad about. I, I don't like suntan lotion. Yep. Um, I don't either. You know, sunblock, I should say. I don't like it. Yeah. I hate it. No, I don't put it on. Um, I probably should. Um, my wife and my grandma actually get on me all the time because I'll come, you know, come back and my grandma will see pictures and, and my nose is, is redder than Rudolph and my ears and everything. <laughs> um, and, uh, but you know, I've started wearing a buff a little bit when I remember I got gloves, uh, that my grandpa gave me, um, to try to help. But, but the long sleeve shirts, I'm telling you when I'm in Florida, we have a, uh, um, uh, a charcoal, uh, shirt as well, a long one. And even the the black hooded ones, I wear those down in Florida. Yes, I yep. mean they're feel like man that attracts the heat. Well, it might a little bit, but I'm telling you right now, it's it's I'm cooler wearing that than I'm wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, you know a cotton t-shirt. So, um, but yeah, Carolina Waters. It's uh, you know we're trying to come out with new stuff about every quarter. Um, and uh, if if you guys have any listeners out there, um if there's something that you want us to, to carry, you know, shoot us over a DM, let us know. I mean, we're always trying to take, you know, uh, guys that are on staff and everything, getting their opinions on, you know, whether it's colors or different designs or, or anything like that. Um, we're still working on it, but, uh, I'd like to see us get the t-shirts. The I know I just said about the long sleeve ones, but I like the, us to see they get the t-shirts in the UPF 50. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, and wear those around. So, um, and then our new hoodies that we got out, the, uh, the white and camel ones, they, uh, they're actually a little lighter, um, than our original hoodies. Uh, the hood is a one ply instead of being a two ply. Good. Um, so yeah, that's what I, we I put the two ply. I'm like, I, I don't like this guys. Like we're going to have to switch that. The other thing I like about them is that the hoods come way out, yeah. uh, which is a great thing for bed fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows Block you know, that sun. Yeah, from you get the that side. sun that yep. just comes right there, and and you know, you, you can't have your hands over over like this all the time when you're trying to trying to bed fish. So, yeah, um, I, I you know, the, so first of all, the hats aren't only to protect the bald spots, um, <laughs> like mine, but you know, we we spend so much money as anglers on electronics and tackle, 
um, and, and gas and lodging and food and everything, you know, a couple extra bucks to protect yourself yeah. uh, from UV is, is extremely important. So when you see that angler out there with, you know, the SPF shirts and the gloves and the hats and the sunglasses or whatever the case may be, uh, it's not, it's not cause that person wants to just look cool. Maybe it is, but I'll tell you what, they're probably not going to get, what is it like skin cancer, melanoma or whatever the case yeah, may be. Cancer. Yeah. Uh, as quickly as somebody else. And I know initially getting into the game, that was not a consideration whatsoever. No, no. you know? So like when you look at, uh, Carolina waters, you look at the, the products that they make, uh, it's a safety product. Yeah. It's yeah. comfortable. It's snazzy. If you're an angler, you know, I'm not setting a fashion statement anywhere else outside, the, you know, except for on the water and stuff. But, uh, and, and my wife gives me crap all the time, but this is what I like to wear and it protects me. So, um, and then, you know, small businesses banding together is, is how they, a lot of times they succeed. Yeah. Right. And, and we definitely appreciate that partnership. Yep. And like Pete talked about in the beginning of the show, like use the code, the one cast at, uh, North Carolina or, um, geez, the website, Carolina, Water, Carolina waters, NC.com. Yeah. Use the code, the one cast. And you even talked about the, some of the proceeds are going to go towards, uh, the family need. I, I did want to ask you, um, and then I'll turn it over because I know I've been running my mouth. But you talked about like starting during the COVID time frame as being a bad thing. But there's some goodness that, that comes from that, right? Because now you have that scar tissue, those logistical challenges. If we ever, I hope that we never do, but if we ever face those issues again, Carolina Waters has the resiliency for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've already gone through it and everything. Um, so we, we kind of know, which like everybody, when, you know, when the, when COVID and everything hit and, and we had a, you know, stuff was getting shut down, uh, a lot of businesses closed down. Um, you know, so we, if it ever did happen again, uh, we already know that we can stick through it. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we can help other small businesses, you know, stay afloat if that, if that time ever does come, yeah. uh, you know, we, all of our hats um, are made. Uh, of course, we we get them in, but the the patches, the stitch work, all that stuff is is done by um, people that live in Sanford. You know, so we're trying to help them out. We try to get you know as much local uh, help and stuff as we as we can to help them out. Yep. So um, and to get back to you know uh, giving back, um, you know when when I heard the podcast. Uh, I listen to podcasts all the time. I don't mm -hmm. ever listen to music, hardly ever. Um, it's always podcast. Um, and the one cast is, is, you know, one of the ones I click on first. Um, and when Maddie was on and doing that, you know, we just thought that it would be a great idea to, hey, let's let's jump in on this boat. You know, let's help those out. They don't know us. We don't know them. But just because you don't know somebody doesn't mean that you can't help. Mm -hmm. And and whether it's a dollar or it's a thousand dollars the people that need it, they don't care, mm -hmm. you know? So if, if we can do our part, um, I challenge you guys to do your part, whether you buy Carolina water stuff or not this month, go on there, donate. Um, you know, they are, they need it. Um, if you were in this situation, would you know, you'd want somebody to help you. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, some people, you know, they, they're, they're not going to ask for help. Um, so you just give it freely. That's right. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So, so like they were talking about 20, 20% off using the code, the one cast and also 20% any sales through the month of October 
will go to uh, the family of Tony Camille uh, and their three kids there in Hawaii that we talked about on the Maddie episode. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to to part two with Maddie Wong, but you got to listen to part one first because obviously you got to get the full story. <laughs> you but, really do. It's like four hours. Worth yeah. Of talking yeah. We could, the first time we had him on, we were like, man, if we keep going, it's going to be like a seven and a half hour long podcast. Yeah. Our, okay, um, they're, they're, they're good podcasts. I'm telling you, we, uh, you know, I drive everywhere for work and just put it on Spotify and there we go. That's when I listen yeah. to them. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. that's statistically when most people listen to, the podcasts are on their way to and from work. And then, the you know, there is the gym yeah. uh, that plays a role uh, w- with podcasting. But, you know, that's that's the same thing with our podcast. We just, you know, it's small and we started it and and people people like to listen to it. So why not get other companies to partner with us to to make an impact? And it's it's much more than just like selling product. You know, you guys are involved in like charity events, not not just the fundraiser for the family in Hawaii. Right, but you're you're included in other events, right? Like some of the fishing tournaments. Yeah, like we that. actually um, I, I'm actually I'm part of uh, Special Operations Bass Anglers. Mm-hmm. Um, I am one of I think three civilians. Um, all the rest are military, uh, whether active or inactive. And uh, we have our tournament coming up November 10th. Uh, it's a Friday um, at Lake Norman. So, um, and that one, uh, it, it's called the Mark McCowan. Um, bass tournament uh mark was the one that actually originally started um our organization okay uh so this year we we pick somebody new every year uh this year it's uh contrail um he actually died in a house fire um his own house fire going in trying to save his save his kids Mm -hmm. um so we are this this year's tournament uh, is in recognition of him um it's a hundred dollars to get in um $10 $10 big fish, uh, guaranteed $2,000 payout for first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we go, I, I believe it's one every five or one every seven, uh, is what we're paying out. Uh, we have tons of, of giveaways, um, a lot of raffles, uh, just offhand. I know we have a, uh, a 10 inch, uh, Solix hummingbird. Mm-hmm. We have three, uh, the ranch hooks, um, Man, what else do we have? We got a bunch of hats. We got uh, a bunch of tackle stuff. Um, we have uh, outlaw lithium batteries is donating uh, one of their batteries awesome. uh, for the raffle. Um, I believe PowerPool is sending a PowerPool to it. Wow. Um, Yamamoto baits. Uh, we we get those. Um, yeah, there's gonna be gift cards. Uh, one year we had um, a couple handguns mm-hmm. that we could, you know, raffle off, and we did that. But yeah, there's 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 a whole bunch more stuff, uh, a bunch of lures, a bunch of soft plastics. Um, and like I said, you know, for a hundred bucks, it's going to a good organization. Um, guaranteed two thousand dollar first place. I mean, where else are you gonna go for a hundred dollars to to win two grand? The the incentive is to go fish and support uh you know a 501c3 organization that yeah. supports you know fallen and wounded warriors and things like that and uh that's how this thing operates you know we ran this tournament this year uh with the nonprofit and, and got anglers out on on Harris of course you know cashin was involved and taco trucks were involved and all this stuff like and and listen like it's okay to come for for free stuff okay uh, but I, I do want to emphasize the fact that like this is how nonprofits and 
uh, profit organizations operate, uh, you know, in conjunction with each other. It's like, we got to make these things happen. Uh, cause there is no big business out there that's going to do all of this stuff, you know? So right. that's where we band together and make this stuff happen. I will be there. Trey, yeah. Trey uh, and I'll be there fishing and we're also going to do some stuff with the organization that, yep. that Nick asked us to do. Ben, I think you're still trying to figure it out. Cause aren't you're going to Hawaii not too long before or after that. So, uh, yeah, but Trey and I will for sure be there. Uh, yeah. And, and, and we've had, you know, uh, Brent Ayler, um, has come out before. He's not going to be able to make it this year. Um, he already had family plans. Uh, but Shaw Grisby Jr. comes every year. Um, is Hank coming again? He came. One Hank Cherry usually comes. Uh, Jake Whitaker, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Thrift, uh, KJ Queen. He comes every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's a yeah. great guy. Um, I'm, I'm missing somebody. A lot of professional anglers. Yeah, there's some up. professional yeah. anglers showing up. So. so you guys can come out and test your gumption. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I, like I said before, I like a challenge. Um, I'm actually going to fish this one this year. This will oh, be my yeah. first time I'm fishing it. I'm um, usually behind the scenes, um, but I'm actually going to fish this one. So uh, I'm going to go and and uh, we'll do a little bit of pre-fishing. I'm going to go yank all Mikey's fish. Yeah, so and I'm going to steal Are you fishing with there. Mike or are you fishing with somebody <laughs> no, else? I'm actually fishing with uh, Ricky Moe. Oh, well, perfect. Yeah, go swarm out yeah. there. As a matter of fact, if you can give me some of Mike's waypoints, <laughs> uh, let me have them. Because we have we actually have our club championship on Norman the, Saturday the and Sunday after. Yeah. So the tournament's Friday. We're fishing uh, for that event. And then our club tournament's Saturday, Sunday, two-day there. So the old championship. We're you know, going to go catch all Mike's fish on Friday. Day. Actually, one of the things yeah, I'm going to – Yeah, true two-day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to, um, you know, our command group about this because, you know, the the, the – um, you know, Mark McCown, he's a Green Beret, right? Was was Green Beret. Yes. He passed, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he passed in Afghanistan, I want to say. Um, and then uh, Cantrell, mm-hmm. he was a warrant officer, I want to say. And like Nick said, he died in that fu- that house fire. Uh, and I was there I was there on, on for- what used to be Fort Bragg at the time when it happened. Still is. Uh, yeah, still is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But, you know, this is something that, like, even the military would take interest in covering from a from a public affairs perspective to highlight the things that are going on in the local communities to, you know, pay honor to those yeah. who pay the ultimate sacrifice. So, yeah. So Josh Watkins, if you're listening, we need that army rat boat out there. Yeah, that's right. Man. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, and, and with that, if there's, if there's anybody out there um, that would like to donate anything, um, just contact me. You can DM me. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, it's Nick Kincaid or Nick Kincaid Fishing, whichever one you want to do. Or you can DM the Special Operations Bass Anglers page. Um, all that will work. Um, but and yeah, I have just- I have Special Operations Bass Anglers in the description every week, uh, and I'll have Nick's stuff tagged in there this week. So you yeah. can just go down and click on that, and it'll take you right to them. Yeah, and we're, we're working on a, uh, a web page um, just because we, we need one. Uh, right yeah. now, it's just the, yeah. the Facebook page. Uh, but we're working on that web page. And, uh, you know, if we can get... I believe it's 65 boats. Um, you're looking at Triton money, Triton gold and Ranger and, and all that stuff. So uh, nitro money and, and all that. So, you know, it, it could be a, a really good payday for you if mm-hmm. uh, if you're in one of those. And there's no pre-registration, right? You're doing everything at the ramp. Yeah, now. everything's at the ramp. Um, I, I know some guys are, are big on what, what number they get. So what we did last year and this year is um, if you – DMs uh, special operations bass anglers and 
tell us that you're going to be fishing it. It's kind of like a pre-registration. You don't pay anything, but we'll put you on the list. And that list will be, that'll be the list that we bring uh, with us the morning of. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, we have a couple that's already on there. Um, but if not, you just, w when you get there, you'll register and pay and, yeah. uh, black rifle coffee will be there again. Awesome. So you'll have, you know, some hot coffee there or, or the cold stuff, whichever one you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and we should have, uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff there. So it's going to be a good time, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, looking forward to you're going to catch fish on Lake Norman. It's going to happen. You just got to find the right size, but either way, it's going to be a great time for everybody. Might be a little chilly, but it's always good on spotted bass lake anyway. Oh yeah. And really, if if you're if you're wondering how to catch the fish, uh, just look at Red Crest. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just throw That's a mag right. draft around the yeah. eventually. Yeah, running on. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Alabama rig. Just bring an Alabama rig. That's all I'm throwing. Yeah. A rig and a mag draft. The only two rods are gonna be on my. I'm day. throwing a jitterbug. You're gonna you're a gonna lose to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, make sure you check them out. Special Operations Bass Anglers. They're linked below. Uh, and we're Nick, we're gonna have a chance to talk about all the socials, but I'll have him linked below too. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be there doing some. I don't know if we're gonna do a live podcast or we're gonna record one. We're gonna do something while we're there. Yeah, uh, try to get some of the anglers on. And uh, I'm just looking forward to you and have a good time. I don't care if I catch a fish, honestly. Like I'm just looking forward to to being around a bunch of good people and and anglers and hanging out. So um, if you're if you're able to, we've been talking about it. Uh, definitely jump into that event. Uh, like Nick said, you can DM them if you're worried about your blast off position and, and get your name on the list. If you're not, just show up the morning of. There's plenty of Airbnbs around uh, Norman and, and close by. We booked ours last week. There's still a ton. Uh, if you have a big group, you can you can get a, a house right on the lake because yeah. they get pretty pricey. But yeah, um, you, you know, can also get out away from it and, and save some money. So we've never had a um, and Ben, you can attest to this. We've never had a uh, a post uh, tournament podcast winner. On, right we we didn't go that route with the podcast not that we wouldn't it's just we're more on the educating that's not true because we had trend on oh yeah that's right so i misspoke but if there was ever a tournament where i do want to get the winner on it's that tournament right there yeah for the special operations yeah. bass, Ang bass anglers charity event and that would be a really cool thing and to talk and, about. and for those that have fished it you know in years past um first place also always gets um something special uh the first year we had i'm gonna call it a tomahawk uh, but we had special made tomahawks uh last year um we had some knives custom made for yeah. it so and and they're not really to use um but i mean i guess if you want to use them you could uh <laughs> and, but but we always have we always have something like that to I think go there's along. gonna be a bald eagle there this year too in there oh uh, yeah the american eagle foundation um we we met them at red crest yep. and then talked to them again at the classic and uh they should be out uh, with with one of the bald eagles. That's that's kind of kind of cool. I'd I really like to get the uh, you know flag on on one of the boats and have the eagle on it as well. I think that's possible. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we can do that. Yeah, we could probably make that. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of stuff that lasts forever. That hardware and those memories, man. Like that money, obviously that that goes away. But uh, that's what I look forward to in these events is seeing somebody take home a memory uh, that they'll never forget. Yeah. You know. Yep, Ben, what you got? Not a whole lot. I'm sitting here listening. You guys made, I mean, a lot of great points. He's, he's just a got a bunch of bubble wrap. Yeah, he's got bubble wrap. <laughs> he's just thinking about. <laughs> he's actually, he's actually sitting he's on the bubble about wrap. 325 feet of bubble wrap. <laughs> Good. Well, you have to show him that picture. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll show yeah, him. I'll I don't show know. You know, I, I don't know if I'm going back to Missouri then or not. 
because we are going for a couple weeks later in the month. So I, I may try to make it out because it's going to be a great event. And uh, I'd love to be some fishing because I've actually never fished Norman. So it would be a great opportunity to go out there. Low stakes, basically, in a way. I know it's a tournament, but it's not a it's not even like a club tournament where you're you want to beat yeah. the, your buddies right that we talked about earlier just yeah. for that fun competition so um yeah it's going to be a good one i still well, I know i'm making Trey pre fish for me so that's basically all he's doing so you can do this i fished norman like <laughs> five times uh you know and i only went to catch tiny spider bass and didn't even care about anything else it was just fun but, but- but you're right. Three rods are, uh, you know, Alabama rig, maybe a glide bait, and then a Ned rig. That's all yeah. you need out. Drop shot. Drop, drop shot. shot. Yeah. Gotta have drop shot. What you should oh. see the front of my boat right now. Yeah, there's like see. 372 <laughs> drop shot. Listen, if you have a drop shot, a shaky head, a Ned rig, and, and some sort of top water, because I'm telling you, they'll crush they, you. They, they will school in, yep. at that time. Yeah. Um, especially. And there is a warm water discharge on, on Norman. I've never fished it. No, but there is one. Yeah, there is one. There used to be two. Mm. Uh, they they shut the one down, I believe. But uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun time. And uh, what ramps it out of? At, uh, Queens Landing. Queens Landing. Queens Landing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll be there. I mean, we'll, the the team will be there probably about four thirty in the morning. Um, and then blast off is going to be safe light. Uh, safe light is thirty minutes before sunrise. Just so everybody knows that. So that People time of year. You're probably get, looking at 640. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere around um, quarter to seven. So, and and when we blast you off, if you're not ready, hate it for you. <laughs> we're going we're to keep on hey, rolling. <laughs> last question about the tournament before we wrap this thing up. What happens if Saturday gets, or Friday gets canceled? If Friday get, gets canceled, it, it gets moved to Saturday. Okay, so that's important for everybody to understand, yeah. right? That is Veterans Day weekend. Friday is the 10th, Saturday is the 11th. If it gets rolled, they'll know how. Uh, we will post it all on, on social media. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just post it on social media. Okay. Just, so just be looking at the page. Um, if you've, <clears throat> if you've pre-registered, <clears throat> sorry, if you've pre-registered, um, we will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll message you that way. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, last year we actually had to cancel it. Um, which I wish we wouldn't have had, but uh, we well, you made the right call. Well, Friday night they said there was a small craft advisory for Saturday. Well, once that happens, it, like, we can't have anybody on there. And then we, you know, I, I got there at five o'clock, and just in case anybody else showed up, a couple boats showed up, told me we we're having it. It ended up being a beautiful day. Yeah, <laughs> so it happens. Only. Yeah, but it's one of those things you got to make that call, like you said. Angler safety is number one. Yeah, and I think I waited till like eight thirty or nine to make that call. Yeah. Um, but we have we have anglers from all over. Uh yeah. we got guys from Florida that come up every year, uh Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, um, Tennessee, South Carolina, Virginia. Um, you know, so I mean if if guys can make it from Pennsylvania, uh Texas, um you know, if they can make it from those spots and, and you're, you know, within a couple hours, come on out and, and have some fun. You know what would be crazy? If if this is where KVD made his reappearance. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, This could be his, uh, uh, his next tournament is going to be. The, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to make some phone calls. Uh, he doesn't know it yet. Uh, but uh, JT, you're getting a phone call. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he lives in Myrtle Beach. It's okay. not too far away. Yeah. So, Heck yeah. Um, 
you know, and then with everybody else, it's just, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have fun. Um, we'll most likely, I, I believe we'll have food there, uh, whether it's some, some trucks or, uh, uh, if we are, if we're making hot dogs and hamburgers or something like that for everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, just come on out. It's, it's going to be a blast. We're gonna have a good time. Um, if not for anything, uh, you're helping a worthy cause. Yep. Appreciate it, man. Heck yeah. Thanks for talking about that. I know we've been, we've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, and it's good to have, you know, an organizer on there that, uh, that kind of has in and ins and outs of it all. So tons of prizes, tons of good people, tons of good fellowship. Uh, make sure you check that out if you can again, November 10th at, uh, Queens landing on Lake Norman, hundred dollar entry fee per team. Uh, and uh, it all goes to a great cause. So check that out in the links below. What you guys got anything else? We want to let him go ahead and do plug the it. socials. Plug and, it, man. Yeah, plug your socials and make sure you shout out all those sponsors that uh, help you do what you do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on Facebook, uh, Nick Kincaid Fishing. Uh, same thing on Instagram. I don't have the mother, you know, TikTok or things. Um, but uh, I don't need them. Uh, but then also, uh, People that support me are the fish stick custom rods. Um, of course, Carolina waters. Uh, and then you got deep Creek lures. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to forget some guys. Hold on. Uh, Wilkinson Chevrolet here in Sanford, uh, superior distribution. Um, nine 11 custom lures, uh, drop zone tackle. Um, I'm missing some. I know I am. Vector. If I, if I, huh? vector hooks, vector hooks. Yeah. Uh, so you said stuff has got good stuff guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I believe is it this month or this week or something like that? It's 40% off. He's got his hooks. Yeah. I think it's for the month. Cause he's yeah. he so, trying to break his record. Yeah. He's trying to break his record. So, so go on there and, and do that. Um, but if you go on, if you go on Nick Kincaid fishing, uh, you know, you can like and follow. I, I post a lot on there. I, I usually forget to post on Instagram, but, uh, um, I have a link, uh, well, there's a, a picture, um, on top there that has, uh, all the discounts. So if you guys want to go on there, if there's anything you need, just go on there. Um, I think, uh, deep Creek lures, um, they give, they give you the best discount. Um, I think that I have on there's 25% off. Mm, that's a lot. So yeah, that's, that's, that's quite a bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to thank everybody and, and thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, had a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can come back on after winning, winning Norman. That's right. That's right. You <laughs> yeah. go, out there, go out there and win your own tournament and then we'll have you on to talk. About He's going to win second place. Hey folks, uh, head on over to <laughs> carolinawatersnc.com. Use the code to one cast. You're going to save 20% through the entire month of October. And a lot of that money is going to go to that family in need. Ben, on your side of the house, you got anything? He muted himself. Okay. <laughs> Pete, you want to close this out with our... Hold on. Ben, ben, you got anything? You accidentally you unmuted and then muted. He said no. I <laughs> uh, no, Well, I was going to say no. I, yeah, I was good. I just appreciate Nick coming on here and glad we're, uh, we're all able to help each other out. Yep. 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 No, I appreciate everybody listening. And as always, check below the links. We'll have uh, Nick on there. We'll have Carolina Waters, as always. All the information about that giveaway is down there. Uh, every week I have special operations back at Bass Anglers, FX3 Inc., uh, Heroes Harvest, and Forest Glorious Outdoors. Uh, they're all great organizations. Uh, but right now we're going to focus on special operations Bass Anglers with their event coming up. Uh, so if you're able to make that, please do. Uh, and 
outside of that, help us continue to grow a culture of anglers helping anglers one cast at a time. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, son. It's a f***ing toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day.